Hi there, and thanks for coming back. We're going to start the show by snacking on another TikTok sensation, and it's going to cost less than $3 for the both of us to eat this. We're going to be talking about the student loans and the recent Supreme Court decision. Toxic positivity is also on the list, and we're talking about shadow pimples. So stick around. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. And what... What? We, another TikTok this thing? This is a TikTok sensation. I janitized it a little bit. So. That's for janitizing. It's going to be pretty hot. You can go ahead and get in there. There's nothing, you know, I, there, right. I don't think well, there's anything the in there is, that you would Why is there two like. spoons? How, no, no, no. I mean, I know I It should I be a fork pit. and a spoon. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know if you would want both or not. So I put both in there. It is both, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. This is I, steaming hot. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we may have to postpone the food segment <laughs> to later on in the show. This this is steaming. Yeah, that is steaming hot. What do you think? Okay, so what do you think of the smell? Oh, it smells good. Okay. And of course, I show up at the studio hungry. So, well, you know what? Uh, we can do the food at the end of the show. I'm just unless you want to like blow on you the. You it. <laughs> blow on it. Uh. So let me tell you what it is. You take just your plain old cheap top ramen, not as cheap as it used to be, but it was 50 cents, but that's still pretty inexpensive. And you take some, so what they call for is Campbell's cream of mushroom soup, the top ramen. It's only a half a can of the cream of mushroom soup. So you could double this recipe and get two bags of top ramen if you wanted to, but this is just one uh, package of top ramen they said if you want to make it extra creamy to break an egg into it and essentially you are mixing the cream of mushroom soup and they said or any other kind of cream of but dot 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 soup i had cream of onion which is something that i didn't even know was a thing and so i sought i, I sought it out it is campbell's now wait a minute I, and i found it you said you have cream of you you didn't have it you went and I, got it. No, I have cream of onion because recently this I just recently found out about this. There's also cream of bacon. <laughs> but I can't find it anywhere local. So I don't know if this is a thing that's popular. But you back have east. cream of onion, but you've never heard of, of it? No, I hadn't heard of it until about a month ago. Oh, okay. My mother talked to me about it and asked me in my oh, travels right. if I ever see it. And I'm like, no, I but just, I didn't know to look for it. I was just it. clarifying because it sounded to me like you said, I had it, but I had no. never heard of it. No, like, no, well, no. why do you no, have? No, I, I had never heard bringing, of it, and that's why I bought it. Are the ghosts bringing you soup? And so this TikTok sensation, they use the cream of mushroom, but because I have cream of onion, and the person who tried it said... Any cream of whatever soup would be amazing. Right. They said also to break an egg up into it to make it even creamier, but a raw egg and then mix it and heat it. That's what some people do for like Italian dishes. If you want to do like a, a carbonara, you would mix the egg in there and it would just make the cream sauce even creamier. You're not going to have scrambled eggs like you might think. You could do it with this, but instead I took boiled eggs because I had them and I put them over the top and I heated them in while I was heating the liquid. And that's why it didn't make a beautiful sliced presentation like I would like to have done. So they're just sort of on the top. Green onions and also I had sesame seeds. All of this is under $3 total for the both of us. And so... This is, you could put like meat on it if you wanted to, some chicken, maybe some bacon lardons over the top, a ham, and make it even heartier. But for less than $3, what do you think? Well, it's pretty good. Is there some kind of hot spice in it? So this was chili. uh, Yes, it is a like chili chicken ramen. 
Oh, okay. Because I'm like, this is actually pretty spicy for something that you would And make. I added a little bit of cayenne to yours. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> I know you like it that hot. E- that explains it. Because I'm going, I can't believe Jana would eat this. Because this is a little spicy for her. I want you to know what you have to drink with it. Maybe this will help. Okay. It's De okay. La Cale Tapache. Tapache. Calle. The two L's is pronounced as a Y. De la calle. Oh, okay. Uh, So it's fermented beverage of Mexico, and it's pineapple spice. So we're going to be getting some probiotics, in other words. Oh, okay. All right. And I have not tried this, but I've been very curious about it. I've been hanging on to this. I thought, why not today? All right. Well, have you tried the soup thing? No, but I'm going to take a sip of this first. Oh, you're going to do the Okay. I'm going to still eat some soup because I'm hungry. So the ramen soup, it's really good. I got to say, just like with any other ramen thing, though, plus you add the half can of soup, yep. it's salty. Oh, interesting. And I like oh, salt, but I mean, I'm tasting it and I'm feeling my blood pressure go up. Just <laughs> That's interesting because, hmm, okay, so maybe uh, if if I were to make this again, let's say we had a another one of our uh, dinners to see if people can present something for a party of six for like under $5. Right. Let's say if I did this again, so maybe I'd use half the seasoning packet too. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna try a bite. Okay, it would certainly cut down. It's it's really good. It smells great. Very flavorful. Um, so Ooh. I'm assuming these green onions are, are oh, fresh. And mine is without the the cayenne. Without the, too spicy that, for you. That top ramen chili. I I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the green the green onions in here are fresh, right? Yes. Or are they with the soup? Okay. No, right. No, they are not with the soup. I put some in while it was cooking, and then I sprinkled some over the top. Okay. And of course, a little bit of sesame seed. It, uh, you know what? I could figure that in there. It was actually two sixty one, but I forgot to add the little bit of onion and the sesame seed. But I'd right. s- say it's still under three dollars for both of these. And you know, I don't know if this would be enough for you for lunch. You might want a second bowl, or you might want some toast with well, it, or not, whatever. Not for me. I eat a lot. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, for the price, this is great. I think that this is um, savory enough, and I think that you could zhuzh a little bit, little bit and, and like I said, add some, some protein if you wanted to. I mean, of course, there's protein in the egg. But. Right. So I, so I like the sliced hard-boiled egg because that adds texture to it. Otherwise, it would just be a uh, thick ramen yes. or ramen with a thick sauce. And, of course, the fresh onions add that texture and a little bit of the uh, sesame seeds while they're still crisp. And this is somewhere between... It's not. It's thicker than a stew. It's thicker than a soup. By doing it this way, um, if I were to add a little less water, then it would almost be like having a casserole. I don't quite know how to explain this because the the noodles start to soak up all that flavor. Right. So did you break up the noodles? Because I'm noticing. I did. Okay, I'm noticing that yeah. I don't really need the fork. Y- well, yes, because I wasn't sure noodles, if I did it enough, but yes, yeah. I wanted you to have the option. Everything fits on the spoon just fine. And it's not a thing where you have those ramen noodles that are 30 feet long that you have to keep spinning this fork until you get the whole ramen package on one fork. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Right. This is good. This is good and it's inexpensive. I would say, so I don't normally have Top Ramen around. I would go and buy myself some Top Ramen because I almost always have some kind of cream of something soup. Right. And I would keep this here for a last minute quick throw something together. For whatever reason, for myself, if I was like, I don't know what to do. But I mean, if you had uh, friends over, 
that this is totally presentable, especially if my eggs had turned out beautifully. You're, Dang it. it. The eggs looked fine. But I wanted to like do the nice swipe like a deck of cards across the top of the... <laughs> but yeah, they were too warm, and so they didn't want to slice beautifully. Well, they, they looked fine. So now I've taken a couple swigs of water just to cleanse my palate okay, before tasting try it out. Tell the me what you think. Uh, De La Calle uh, 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 pineapple spice, whatever it yes. is. Uh, so let me check this Tell out. Tell me what you think. Smells very pineapple-y. Hmm. Not that tart. Like no. a lot of uh, kombucha is, which if this is fermented, I would say that this is basically kombucha. I guess so. But yeah, it is not as uh, vinegary as mm -hmm. com regular kombucha. It's a little bit. There's a little, a little bit, bit in there. It So there's a little bit of spice, but it's the, the I'll tell you, the cream of top ramen stuff yeah is spicier yeah and it's still even after i did two swigs of water and and rinsed out my mouth uh i could still i still had Sorry. spice i, I thought still you'd had like it, it. I you're okay no i do that. like it okay, no good, good, no good, it's good. fine it's just that it's hard for me to detect what's in the pineapple drink here because i already still have the spice from the other stuff but this smells this is like the, a pineapple the soda drink almost smells so pineapple forward that Actually, I expect it to be a punch of pineapple flavor, right. and it seems kind of mild. Right. It's just that you, agreed. You smell it more than you taste it. Right. Agreed. And and I drink pineapple juice uh, regularly. Actually, you know, hundred mm -hmm. percent pineapple juice, uh, frozen concentrated. Uh, but I drink that on the regular. So this, to me, tastes very light. I and agree. Like you say, it's like a pineapple soda. With uh, it's a little little heavier because I've actually had a pineapple soda. <laughs> The place I think I mentioned on the show before, Galco's Soda Pop Shop in Los Angeles, where I would go and, you know, get a twenty-four a case of twenty-four separate sodas and everything. One of them that I've got before is a pineapple soda. So this this is like a pineapple soda. Probably has a little more spice in it, but I can't tell because the spice from the ramen dish is great and still still hanging around. Well, there's black pepper and cinnamon. It's not saying anything when I see. Pineapple spice, I was thinking, oh, there's probably a little bit of, I don't know, jalapeno or right. chili or something. Uh, no. Hmm. No. The cinnamon I can definitely taste, though. I can't. Once you said cinnamon, I was like, oh, that's, okay, now, that's what oh, it is. Okay, now I'm going to go in again. That's what see. it is. So I think I think the cinnamon is uh, definitely something. something. And, and cinnamon, you know what? I guess so. Cinnamon cracks me up. because it's a back note. Cinnamon is ground bark. From a tree, right? Who who was the first person to like, to figure I, that out? I wonder if and cinnamon is it had great an amazing spice. smell. So they're like, I wonder if it tastes as good as it smells. But it doesn't. If you have, I mean, you ever tried a spoonful of cinnamon? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I've always had cinnamon with sugar. Mm -hmm. You know, even even when it's or butter, as when it's on toast or something like that. But usually, it's cinnamon and sugar. And when you have uh, cinnamon rolls, usually they're glazed with sugar anyway. But cinnamon's pretty powerful by itself. Uh, it's a small quantities, I guess. Although, you know what? When I make my uh, vanilla spice ice cream, homemade ice cream, uh, I use cinnamon and nutmeg and stuff like that. So, anyway. Cinnamon! It's all good! It's what's for <laughs> breakfast. Literally. Well, this is good. This is good stuff. I like it, too. And again... Guys, seriously, cream of something soup and some top ramen and put whatever you want in with it. So cheap. 
And you know, the way things are going lately, <laughs> wouldn't be a bad idea to stock up on a few things like that. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's right. Got to have some ramen in that, uh, in that cupboard for the apocalypse. Yes. What you got, Mark? Speaking of the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, and, and you know, it was just last week, actually, the, the, the end of last week. And of course, we have a little bit of a holiday weekend going on. So everyone may not be up on the news. But the Supreme Court of the United States, the SCOTUS, as the, the popular people call it, yes. uh, made a ruling against the program, and they said it was unconstitutional, the program that was uh, proposed by the Democrats to pay off student loans, student college loans. Yes. And uh, there's been a backlash that to me is so ridiculous that I cannot stand it. First of all, Janet, would you be paying, would you want to pay off my loans? Uh, now, we, now we've talked, we both yes. gone to college part-time, uh -huh. right? Yes, yes. So, you know, would you pay my full-time college loans? You want to pay a bit of that? Not just no, you but pay a bit? hell no, 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 no. Do you want to pay for my boob job? The, well, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Uh, it, it's so ridiculous. So to me, the proposal, and, and you know, we don't always get into politics on the show, but we do sometimes, and, and this is one of those times. So okay. if you don't want to listen to politics, uh, fast forward, skip to the next segment, which is going to be fascinating. But uh, <laughs> this is, to me, the proposal in the first place was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That and I'm like, no way could that possibly be legal. People, when they sign up for student loans. They do it voluntarily. Mm -hmm. You've, you have to go through a lot of paperwork mm -hmm. and stuff for student loans, just like with any other loan. But, you know, and, and certainly there are companies out there that are there to try to help get more students, student loans and all that stuff to go to college. And you decide to. It's a choice. Pay in order to get an education in order to forward yourself in this life, I would assume. Right. And pay off your loans. Well, exactly. Yes. And a college education, while it's great, but it is not a, how do I say this without, I, and I certainly don't want to insult, insult all the people who are uh, college educated and got doctorates and all that other stuff, but it's not a necessity in life. Right. A house is a necessity. You need to have somewhere to live. Yes. Uh, in our current society, I would say that a car is a necessity. I'm just thinking of things you get loans for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These are things you take care of yourself, though. You don't expect right. the government to help you oh, out. Oh, absolutely. So on student loans, you don't have to go to college. You can make a nice life without going to full-time college I and getting a degree. I am proof of that because, yes, I, have, I went to school a little bit, or college a little bit after right. high school. And then I decided, oh, no. I mean, it was stupid. I wish I had gone back to college, and right. I could still. But I have a very good job. I make a decent living, and it's not because of my college education. So it can be done and, and, the and other way And you and I are both well. in the same category there. If, if we're filling out the forms where they're doing the surveys, we're in the some college yes. category. Yes, we are. Yes. Uh, so Because I, I went to college part-time. I did not take a lot of the required classes because I was going only for the filmmaking and mm -hmm. animation and stuff like mm -hmm. that classes you know and i've done i've done all right for myself so so my point is that it's not a necessity it's a choice that everyone makes agreed and to have to expect people to pay for it is ridiculous agreed. and to me getting on the political side the democrats sold this to kids saying we're gonna get it if you vote for us because this is what the whole thing is if you vote for us 
we're going to pay off your college loans. That was right. that was the bigger picture of the program. Buying a vote. They mm-hmm. knew it would never pass through the Supreme Court. They knew that. Yes. In fact, when this first came out, we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know we have talked about it outside of the show. That no way can they do that. No way. They're just doing this to fool people into voting for them. And right. it worked. Yep, yep. So the Supreme Court rules that it was unconstitutional. Not surprising. Not surprising. Yep. And I think it's the right ruling. Mm-hmm. So on uh, last night's late news that I watch, local news here in Los Angeles, ABC7, on the late news, they opened up the story. It was about the second, I think, the second or third story in the broadcast. They opened it up with this line. I actually wrote it down as soon as I heard it because okay. it was like, this is ridiculous. So here's here's the newscaster, uh, Mark Brown, by the way, great newscaster, mm-hmm. said, uh, the Supreme Court dealing a blow to college students. They were expecting relief from their loans. De- <laughs> That's how they opened the story. It mm-hmm. was the Supreme Court is dealing a blow to these kids. These poor college kids. Mean old Supreme Court. And it was, and of course, the Supreme Court has a majority Republican on yep. it, conservatives yep. on it. So that that's the subtext. The subtext is they're attacking Republicans mm-hmm. for not paying the loans of the people who volunteered to get a loan. Right. And that is the narrative. And that is that is what I watch. You know, I flip over to CNN, MSNBC, and I watch these other news channels. Their narrative is, how dare they? How dare they not pay for the kids' loans? Those evil Republicans. And this is why we need to change the Supreme Court. And that, I'm like, oh, this is insane. So do you think that for people who think this is a good idea, do you think that uh, they're not really worried about the fact that they have to pay for it too? It's just that now, as a parent, I'm speaking about parents, they're thinking, oh, good, then I'm off the hook. I don't have to pay as much because you and you and you and you, you're all going to help me pay right. for my child's education. Do you think that's why they're okay with it? Because now everybody has to pay for it? I don't think they think of it that way. I think a lot of people don't real, don't think of it. Uh, they think it's the government's money. They, I, I would say most people don't think that the government's money is our money. We all know it. We were taught that in school, hopefully. Right. Yes. But so many people, no, no, the government has a lot of money. They're giving billions to Ukraine, you know, 100 but billion we, plus dollars. But we dollars. know smart people. Do you really think they're that stupid? I, you know. <laughs> they're smart, but they're, they may be educated, but they're not actually I don't know. So many smart. people nowadays are so partisan in their beliefs that they don't see the reality of things. And I think this is one of them. It's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a working guy. I, you know, do a lot of work and, and hard work. And you're you're a hardworking person as well. Indeed. We don't need to be financing other people's college education. Oh, heck no. I mean, no. it's, it's you know, we, we are examples of you don't have to go to full-time college to yep. have a decent life. Yes. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's so frustrating how I think it was the right decision from the Supreme Court that other people should not be paying for your loans that you volunteered to do for something that is not a necessity in life. Yes. Uh, certainly it could be a benefit depending on what classes you get. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a lot of college graduates. I, in my, uh, when I used to work for the man, I've replaced at least two different people that had uh, college degrees mm-hmm. because of the experience and knowledge that I had. So that's, that's my example from my perspective. But the thing is, is to turn it around 
and blame this on the Republicans yes. when it was the Democrats that lied to people and fooled them into voting for him in the first place. Yep. Got them all hyped up that we're going to be paying for your love. Fill out all this paperwork. All the money spent on the government paperwork mm -hmm. and all the people working in those departments that they had to hire to process this paperwork for something they knew was not going to pass the Supreme Court. Agreed. That is a waste of our tax dollars. Yes. And now they're using it and the media is being complicit with the Democrat Party by furthering this narrative that it's the Supreme Court is terrible to these kids. It's a, uh, it just makes you wonder again if there are this many stupid people even because an education doesn't mean that you're smart. Just because you're book smart doesn't mean that you're smart uh, in, in the ways of experience uh, in this life. Right. There, there's definitely a difference. Um, news places, if, that, if that's what they're leading with and they're making, you know, talking about the mean old Supreme Court, I right. mean, uh, the Supreme how do, Court dealing a blow to how college do people students. sleep at night? Unbelievable. Uh, uh, except, uh, what lengths will people go to in order to keep a job? I mean, I was jabbed. Right. So that's true. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, if some of these people in, you know, when they're not reporting and the camera isn't on or they're they saying this could never it'll right. be fine because it's never going to happen or they i'm not worried about it it's never going right. to happen they, yeah. well you know what i make a million dollars a year doing this yeah. so i don't I mean, you like wonder i don't agree with what the be is being said but uh, i'm going to go along with it because yep. i'm comfortable yep and <laughs> you know sometimes we should get a local politician in here and talk to them about this kind of thing and just uh, yeah. put them on the spot see what they have to say about this yeah. sort of thing let's bring them in and ambush them <laughs> yes <laughs> We'll That'll it. get ratings up. We'll do it nicely. <laughs> well, speaking of doing things nicely, you have a subject that <laughs> sounds really interesting to me. It's kind of a, what's the word? It, it, help me out here. There's a word for this. Okay. Toxic positivity. It's a, doesn't make sense, does it? How can one go with the other? Well, now I'm thinking of the what's word. What's that word? Oh. It's an anti and <laughs> thing. <laughs> Come on. Oh, do, 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 man. Do. There's a word. Oh. It's ironic. Yeah. But yeah. there's a, there's a, a better oh word. Oh, my god! I know one of you is out there saying, I know, it's you're this. screaming it. <laughs> Fools, it's this. Oh, it's like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> is it Tina Turner? <laughs> <laughs> that a popular answer. answer. Yes. Uh, oh. Listen to our other shows, people, wow, and right. you'll know why I said that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know what? We'll just get into it. All let's right. Be, let's be talking about be, some... The whole time we're doing this, I'm going to try to listen to you, but my brain's like... What is that word? Oh, man, it's almost there, too, in my brain. Uh, you know, if we did this live, this show live, we could have call-ins. And, and, Somebody could, could be calling us right now and saying, right, you bonehead. Could, could tw you know, Twitter us or something like that and, and let us <laughs> Twitter us? Tweet, tweet us. us. Tweet us. All right. Well, you can Twitter me, too, ladies. <laughs> so we're, so we're going to talk about it. And right. it's from Very Well Mind, a site that I found online. All right. Toxic positivity, why it's harmful, and what to say instead. So listen up. I got to tell you already, having read through this, I'm just going to say, uh, uh, I'm not totally on board, but okay. Toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, pe people should maintain a positive mindset. 
While there are benefits to being optimistic and engaging in positive thinking, toxic positivity rejects all difficult emotions in favor of a cheerful and falsely positive facade. Hmm. Having a positive outlook on life is good for your mental well-being. Are you, are you, do you agree so far with what? Uh... Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, yes. Okay. The problem, Mark, is that life isn't always positive. True. We have painful emotions. We all do. We all have painful experiences. Those emotions, while often unpleasant, need to be felt and dealt with openly and honestly to achieve acceptance and greater psychological health. Going to stop here real quick. Okay. Yes, but it does depend on your environment. I don't think that... I mean, if you're in a safe place with somebody that you trust and maybe you need to get that out of your system and, and have a conversation or whatever, whether it has an, whether it's related to that person or not, as long as it's somebody that you feel comfortable discussing this with and you need to get it out of your system. Right. But I don't think overall in every situation at the grocery store, at work, while you're driving on the road, uh, you know, at the gym or whatever, I don't think this applies all the time. No, no. Okay. No, it's situational. Okay. Toxic positivity takes positive thinking to an overgeneralized extreme. Oh, okay. This attitude doesn't just stress the importance of optimism. It also minimizes and even denies any trace of human emotions, not strictly happy or positive. So toxic positivity means having a good vibes only approach to life and discarding any seemingly negative emotions. It denies people the authentic support they need to cope with what they're facing. You know what? This is so funny that you brought this up because you I didn't know anything about this subject. I didn't know this in, was a until thing. You, until you, yep. you know, brought yep. it up, just mm -hmm. mentioned the, the title of it on the pre-show uh, that we do. Yeah. I got to tell you, just today... On my Facebook feed, for some reason, Arnold Schwarzenegger's post was recommended to me by the Facebook robots. Okay. And he did this post. Is <laughs> you're reading that was toxic positivity. Whoa. So that so okay. So this is like a buzz. He was he he was said. Well, he didn't use the word, but he said in this particular post, and this is you know obviously I think everyone knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. This is him. He was saying in this post. Uh, it was a very long post, but let me see if I can. Uh, put it in a nutshell here uh he was saying that remember last week when i told you to write you know make a list of all the negative things in your life he goes this week i want you to look at all those and i want you to throw them all away all those things are negativity don't do that don't watch don't the news just, don't watch yeah. this all these things that you know negativity throw you it was this it was what he's talking about hmm. I mean, what, what you're talking about, mm -hmm, I should say, mm -hmm. is that throw away any negativity. And, of course, he brags about, uh, and, and rightfully so, how he when he was a kid, he said, I belong in America. And then he said, I'm going to, you know, when I was, when he was like, 13 or something like that, he said. Then he was 15. He said, I'm going to become uh, Mr. Olympia. Mm -hmm. And everyone mocked him and everything, but he stayed there. And then he said, I'm going to become a, a movie star. And mm -hmm. then he did that. Look, he has a, had a fantastic career with a great attitude. Yes. Probably toxic positivity. <laughs> But that's not for everyone, and everyone can't do that. What he did was through hard work, certainly, to be a, become a bodybuilder. And, I mean, look, he, he got into the entertainment in, industry because he was a bodybuilder and had the and this unbelievable body and everything, and that expanded his, his opportunities. Interesting. But he was saying that don't watch the news. He was like, I just... 
I don't watch the news. I don't go on social media. I don't media. watch the news. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying here. Don't watch. The it was news. just. It was just to me. I was like going. I, I when I was reading that this morning, I was thinking that's a little bit rose-colored glasses, Pollyanna kind of thing. That don't pay any attention because to me. A lot of stuff, you know, you and I both pay attention to politics and stuff, and it is frustrating and maddening, but it does affect our lives. It affects yes. our bottom line. Yes, you know, it does. you need to be an educated voter in order to make better decisions. And the way he said, uh, you know, I read the newspaper and I found out that there was, uh, what was it? There was, I forget, something was going on. So I gave them a million dollars. And I read another thing and, you know, the veterans, homeless veterans. So I gave a million dollars to that or something. He goes, but if I kept doing that, he goes, I'd be broke soon. Or it was something like that. And so he, he goes, I only read the newspaper and he watches the local news. And I'm just cracking up because I'm thinking, okay, he's in L.A. L.A. Times is a very biased newspaper. Yes. And then he said, you know, and, and I watched the local news thinking, what local? Oh, actually, you know what? I got to tell you. He said, I like Alex Michelson. And that, that's one of the uh, Fox reporters here in L.A. Maybe he likes him because he can't figure it out either. Right. And we like <laughs> and we like Alex Michelson because we can't figure out which side he's leaning to. He yeah, seems just to when be I'm, a true I'm reporter. I'm pretty sure that he's like, oh, okay, you're yeah. on the other side. Or, we're, oh, you're on big, our side. <laughs> we're big we're big fans of Alex yes. Michelson because we cannot tell yeah. where his political leanings are. Yep. So that was interesting that, that uh, Schwarzenegger said that. So I liked that about it. But, yep. but his other stuff was like, just be positive and, and get rid of everything negative. And I'm like, what? No. So there you go. To a certain extent, I do think there has to be a happy medium. Right. I think that people can get so sucked in that it will start to push all of your people away. Not not just the people who disagree with you, but I think everybody, because, yeah, it's good sometimes to take a break from it. Uh, but to be um, uninformed, and you know what, right now it's like we're going down the, the road of politics, right. but about a lot of things. To just sort of unplug in order to just be happy all the time, that's not a good idea, idea either. And I don't know if toxic is the word that I would use necessarily, but it certainly seems like you're putting your head in the sand. Well, to me, it's one of the things, one of, one of my former friends was a uh, history teacher uh, well, he was a history teacher, right? and and he told his kids when they would say, "Why do we have to learn all this stuff?" And all you know, it, it was history and government is what mm-hmm. he taught at the junior high level. You know, why do we have to learn? And what he told them was because you need to know how things work mm-hmm. and how things have worked, so that you can be an educated voter in the future. Mm. Now, mind you, in junior high, we don't think of the, that right. much of the future we at all. No. But I, I always like that he, he Unless told you're his Greta kids that. Thunderbird. <laughs> I know her name is not Thunderbird. But but that's that's the thing, is that is that you need to be informed in order to be a better voter. Yeah. Because if you just again, getting into politics, if you just believe, oh my gosh, they're gonna pay off my student loans, I'm gonna vote Democrat. I'm gonna vote Democrat, Democrat, because they're all gonna pay off my student. No, they knew ahead of time they weren't gonna be able to do that. Right. And they fooled you into it, and now they're fooling you to tell you it's the Republicans' fault. Right. When it is not at all. So Yeah, there's the end of your toxic positivity because now they are no longer being positive because they can't have their way. Right. Okay. Examples of toxic positivity. I think we've given some, but right. 
Toxic positivity can take a wide variety of forms. Some examples you may have encountered in your own life. So for example, when something bad happens, such as losing your job, people may say to just stay positive or look on the bright side. I don't see a problem with that, but okay. Right. While such comments are meant often meant to be sympathetic, they can shut down anything other the other person might want to say about what they're experiencing. Well, uh, again, it's situational. It is situational. Uh, yes. Because I because I, I think I think, you know, look on the bright side, look up. Yes, okay, there is a bright side, but there's also a dark side that needs to be addressed. Yes. So I can see how the, what they're saying there is that too many people are saying look on the bright side. But I mean, look at I, obviously I am a very sarcastic person everything but I find humor even in bad situations sometimes I mean in terrible situations I mean, it's you like you know you just have room. to laugh yeah and and you know it's like this is insane this is crazy this is this is nuts and it's funny and you need a release okay what about this after experiencing some type of loss, <laughs> like a death, some people might say that everything happens for a reason. While people will make such statements because they believe they are comforting, this is also a way of avoiding the other person's pain. Or upon expressing disappointment or sadness, someone may respond that happiness is a choice. This suggests that if someone is feeling negative emotions, it's their own fault for not choosing to be happy. Again, this is a huge gray area because there, there's uh, I don't want to. There's people. We'll just, I'll, I'll generalize what I'm trying to say here. There's people on Facebook that will post so much negative stuff about what's happening in their life, and mm -hmm. there's me sitting there thinking, "Look, I was an angry young man, and I." And were you fooling yourself because you, know, you I, don't believe I'm, it? I'm going to go there. Okay. Because uh, uh, this particular person, who who I don't know, uh, he's, it's a young person. Everything, it's a lot of drama and stuff posted on Facebook, and it's oh, this is happening again. Oh, not again. Oh, right, right. Now it's all generic. I'm mm -hmm. not going to get into it because I don't know the person personally. Uh, but it's like, it just seems that. A lot of this could be alleviated with a different attitude. There's definitely in in certain people's in every person's in every person's life. Sometimes you have to reflect and think. Okay, where's the common denominator if something keeps happening? Right. It, it may not be you. It may be someone in your life. It might be your job. It might right. be your car or whatever. But you gotta gotta find that and, common. And denominator. I don't know this person's specifics, but I can tell by the way they express themselves that it's them. And I one time, I don't know if I sent it as a private message or if I commented on one of the, you know, I think I did send a private message. Hey, hey, listen to this song. And it was, it was uh, Angry Young mm -hmm. Man in in parentheses, Fooling Yourself yeah, by Sticks. You looks white, because right to me. I, I've, that song helped me a lot. It's a great song. Because I was an angry young man at times. Mm -hmm. I'm an angry old man at times. And I think, you know what? What do I have to get mad about when... The future still looks quite bright to me. There's yeah. things I can change. There's other things that are going to happen. Things, this too will pass. But that song, I tell you, and I, I'm trying to think if I introduced that song to my kids or not. In my head, I did. Certainly would have the intention to because, you know, there were times, I, I don't know what the, it's like for girls because I did not grow up as a girl. Nor <laughs> okay. am I one now. Noted. Uh, but I would, you know, I was an angry teenager a couple times. 
That was an angry 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old. Okay. Which is strange since I'm only 26. How did you do that? But, but, uh, you know, you are fooling yourself because your future does look quite bright. It can be changed. It's not everything is coming down on you like a ton of bricks every day. I Look, there's been times in my life when I've certainly felt that way. But is it your or my job to tell them, look at the bright side, or is it uh, is it better to not say anything and just think, okay, this person's got to figure it out for themselves. They either are always very negative, because I know people like that also, because they're depressed, and this is how they express it, because um, they like attention, right? and this is how they get it, or whatever. Whatever the reasons might be, is it our jo- anybody's job to say anything? Is it... Whose job is it? Is the the other person's job to suck it up? It depends on how close you if are to the person. If we don't say the right thing. Right. It depends on how close you are to them. Depends on how personally you know them. Because sometimes it's good to let people stew in their own juices for a little bit. Because yeah. if you know their behavior patterns, you know, oh, you know what? They're going to be angry for a couple of weeks, but right. they're going to come back and brighten and it's up. It's like nothing ever happened. Right. <laughs> yes. so, so, you know, you got to, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a Read case, the room. case by case basis. You know, but but the thing is, is that people who say things like look on the bright side or I mean, for me, my way of doing that, if there's a bad situation is, well, at least it's not this. And I'll usually Mm, point to something worse because I'm being sarcastic and I'm saying, you know, at least you have, you know, both your arms or something like that or, you know, uh, at least you have the rest of your Yes, you lost a leg, but at least you've got another one and you have two arms. That's right. Exactly. You may have lost a finger, but you got nine others. <laughs> That's right. Well, I seven think that others might plus be two toxic thumbs. positivity, actually. Well, Maybe but to, so. I'm using it as sar- sarcasm to make them, for, for humor, to lighten up the room. So, you yes. know what? Maybe, oh, maybe I am toxically so. positive. Again, read the room. Some people might be like, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. And other people would be like, I can't believe he just said that to me. That does happen both times. Both, I'm a both freak versions now. happen to me. <laughs> well, so what's the difference between po- toxic positivity and optimism? It is possible to be optimistic in the face of difficult experiences and challenges, but people going through trauma don't need to be told to stay positive or feel that they are being judged for not maintaining a sunny outlook. So here's why toxic positivity is harmful it's shaming. Receiving toxic positivity can lead to feelings of shame. It tells people that their emotions, that they're feeling are unacceptable. When someone is suffering, they need to know that their emotions are valid and that they can find relief and love in their friends and family. Well, I agree with that. Right. People that you're close to, I agree with that. Right. It causes guilt. Being toxically positive can cause feelings of guilt. It sends a message that if you aren't finding a way to feel positive, even in the face of tragedy, you are doing something wrong. It avoids authentic human emotion. Toxic positivity functions as an avoidance mechanism. When people engage in this type of behavior, it allows them to sidestep emotional situations and make uh, emotional situations uh, even more uncomfortable. Sometimes we turn these same ideas on ourselves, internalizing them. And when we feel difficult emotions, we then discount, dismiss them, and deny them. And finally, it prevents growth. Toxic positivity allows us to avoid feelings that might be painful. 
But this denies us the ability to face challenging feelings that can ultimately lead to growth and deeper in insight. So, okay. So far it's saying that it's toxic positivity if you're telling other people but to buck up little soldier. But now they're kind of saying that if there are people who don't get in their feelings that they're being toxically right. positive. And you know, it's, it kind of goes back to this Schwarzenegger thing that happened on Facebook earlier this morning. Uh, because he, he also said in his uh, dissertation, he said, you know, when I get on, when I get on this social media here, I, any, any of the negative comments, I just scroll on past. I don't read them at all. I don't have time for them. Don't need them. I get that. Uh, sure. Yeah. When you're a celebrity and or sports figure, because I've, in my uh, capacity of as a uh, tennis reporter, uh, terrible things are said to people who lose matches because people were betting on them and they lost. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, wishing their family was dead and all. It's horrible, horrible stuff. So I understand that. But it was so funny because I wanted to comment on Schwarzenegger's thing, but I, it was going to be a negative comment because it was because he had mentioned how he was governor and people said he wouldn't be governor. And I was going to say, you really weren't a governor because you caved in Truth. to the unions yep. and you didn't yep. clean house like you said you were going to. Yep. I was going to call him out. But then when he said, I don't read those negative comments, I was thinking mm, he might. But nah, it's not worth my time. And you're probably I'm not going to change the course of Schwarzenegger's many. life. Yeah. No, it wasn't, though. So I went and looked at the comments. All of them were positive. So I'm like, mm. that can't possibly Nose be. Nose is planted firmly that in can't, his rear end. Maybe somebody deletes them. I think someone's running his account and they delete okay. them for him. So, okay. he, so he continues to have toxic positivity. Okay. <laughs> well, let, let's uh, read up about the signs of toxic pos positivity before right. we uh, close the door on this for now. All right. You might be brushing off problems rather than facing them. Right. Hiding your true feelings behind feel-good quotes that seem socially acceptable. Who doesn't do that? I know. <laughs> Wait, Sometimes a, good, a quote nature. just strikes your fancy. Right, right. Minimizing other people's feelings because they make you uncomfortable. Shaming other people when they don't have a positive attitude. It's equally important to know when someone else may be acting toxically positive with you. Potentially hurting your mental well-being. So here are those signs. Uh, making you feel guilty about being sad, angry, or disappointing. Disappointed. Uh, wanting you to hide or disguise how you really feel. Uh, expecting you to be stoic and get over your painful emotions. That's kind of a masculine thing in our culture. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, here's how you can avoid it. I don't think you can avoid it, but okay, let's let's see <laughs> let's see what they have to say. I didn't right. know it was called this, but I don't think you can avoid when when sometimes sometimes for whatever reason, perhaps people are tired of hearing somebody whine. Uh, they do, they're not sensitive. They may not recognize what's behind all of the you know whatever the person is expressing. That right. maybe yeah okay. So develop an attitude that it's okay to not be okay. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that. All right. Manage your negative emotions, but don't deny them. I mean, that's life. That's right, normal, right? right. Yeah, okay. Regular stuff. Focus on listening to others and showing support. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it depends, again, it's one of those things that depends on how close you are to right. the person. Right, right. Uh, it might be kind of odd um, if you reached out to somebody that you don't know that well. Right. 
So you just roll your eyes and scroll on. Right. Well, like I said, on, on this on this particular person I was talking about, I think I sent them the private message with that song saying, look, this helped me when I was your age and was angry it's about stuff. All right. All right. So uh, here are your toxic statements versus your non-toxic statements. I hope you're taking notes. Okay. Just stay positive is toxic. Oh. Good vibes only. Toxic. <laughs> it could be worse. Toxic. Well, <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. I mean, I've said that before. A failure isn't an option. Hmm. Mm. That's a lot to live up to. Yeah. Happiness is a choice. Well, I agree with that at some point. I mean, you can either be, I mean, certainly there are things that are upsetting and stuff like that, but, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Here are your alternatives. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. I mean, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm here no matter what. Depends on how well you know them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what things they're doing. I'm here no matter what, except for this list yes. of this, this, and this. I am not here for that. That must be really hard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that one's okay, apparently. <laughs> Sometimes bad things happen. How can I help? That's a nice positive thing. Yeah. Failure. Are you being facetious? No, no. Oh, okay. I, no, I meant that was, I meant that genuine, genuinely. Okay, okay. Failure is sometimes part of life. I would think that would annoy some people, but okay. I would think it would annoy. You yeah, know what? But, but I mean, if it was a really a young child who can't like say back to you, that's a really stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on the age. But I can't imagine saying that to another adult. I mean, if you're having a really bad day, is that going to help you sometime? Somehow, if I said, Mark, sometimes bad things happen. <laughs> yeah, but I just, already know that. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm at the age where I already know that. Uh, your feelings are valid. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Uh, and finally, in order to deal with toxic positivity, be realistic about what you feel. When facing a difficult situation, it's normal to feel stressed, worried, or even fearful. Don't expect too much from yourself. Practice self-care and work on taking steps that improve your situation. And don't be afraid to challenge the person who's being toxically positive. While challenging this type of response can be uncomfortable, confronting the person's approach provides them the opportunity to grow. Okay. I don't, I Quit don't, being so positive. I know. It's like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's, yeah. You know what? I would, you know what? Now that I know this is a thing, I'm going to pay closer attention so that maybe I have a better understanding and say, oh, okay, that is toxic pos positivity. I think uh, I, I will use this very quickly as an example. I think not having given this a lot of thought until right now that I'm blurting it out. Perhaps what we went through for the past three years with COVID, there was toxic positivity because, and still is, because there are things that are questionable that have gone on and we are not allowed to question it or speak about it and say, yeah, but what about this thing? Don't we want to read up on that and, right. and make sure everything is really is hunky-dory and okay? And, and they're like, no, no, trust. Everything's, everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. fine. The, the trust economy's everything. fine and the choices are fine <laughs> right. and the vaccine is fine and <laughs> oh this is fine. Gosh. Yeah. So maybe maybe I, I, something like that. Yeah. I'm okay. glad I'm glad we came back to keeping it political. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, 
And that brings us into Paranormal Corner. This is kind of a trip. All right. This is in Psychology Today, which I think of as a pretty reputable uh, periodical that's talking about, you know, things of a mental... <laughs> right. Psychological things. Psychology Today. Yeah. yeah. The, having to do with the brain and your emotions and... Okay. But right. they're talking about shadow people. So, the author, Kaja Perina. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> no, sorry. Catherine Ramsland. <laughs> Kaja reviewed this before they decided to print it. Sorry, oh, okay. wrong name. For a second, I thought you were going to say Kaja Gugu. Uh, no. And I was going to say, they're too shy, shy, hush, hush, Okay. So if you don't know that song, you guys, then you need to go listen to that on YouTube. And you've got to go find sticks with um, Angry, Angry Young, Young Man, Man Fooling Yourself. Fooling I'm yourself, making yeah. a parenthesis a great song. With your hand. Yeah, thank you. That's helping out thank a lot you. of the good, listeners. Good, good, good. Uh, so Catherine, who, by the way, is a PhD, has a PhD. She says, I first heard about, quote, shadow people years ago when I was writing a travel feature about haunted places in New Hope, Pennsylvania. I came across the story of a house in which the female resident claimed to have seen dark shadows shaped like humans. Not only that, they were aggressive. They sometimes knocked things over and slammed doors. She felt threatened. This report diverged from the typical ghost sightings I'd heard before, so I was intrigued. But I didn't often see tales like it. So already I was like, wait, what? There's like a woman who is apparently a psychologist, a psychiatrist. She's a doctor of some sort. Right. And she's actually saying, oh, I want to know more. And I'm very intrigued by this. And so far, it seems like she's taking this very seriously. Right. Not immediately saying, no, no, it's that you're, you know, you're Sybil or, or whatever. <laughs> right. So when I met Rosemary Ellen Guiley, one of the leading experts on the paranormal today, I asked her about these shadow people. She told me she was working on a book that identified them as a category of creature called a djinn. And that's D-J-I-N-N for anybody wondering. Okay. We know them as genies, but that's a limited portrait. Do you know why I know that? No. I, I mean, I already knew this, that a djinn is a genie. I No. Because I watched I Dream of Genie and right. the really bad guy, one of the really bad guys was called the blue djinn. <laughs> Really? And I just I don't even remember a bad guy me. on that show. Well, I mean, I just bad remember for Barbara I Eden. Genie. I just remember Barbara Eden in her outfit. And that outfit. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I always wanted a bottle room to live in, too. Hmm. I need to redo one of my I always wanted a Barbara to Eden to live <laughs> to in. Live in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we know them as genies, but that's a limited portrait. In fact, awareness of the gin in Western cultures is pretty spare to our detriment. Rosemary has published over 50 books on a wide range of paranormal, spiritual, and mystical topics and heads Visionary Living Incorporated. She's been working pretty much full-time in the paranormal realm since, realm since 1983 as a researcher, investigator, journalist, and speaker. We need to get her on the show. Yeah. You can ask her about anything from angels to demons. Since her book on the gin is now published, I asked her a few questions. So, we begin. You are known for books about angels, demons, vampires, witches, and the like, which you drew to the jinn. Uh, what drew you to the jinn as a subject? She says, there were two major avenues, both involving shadow people, dark and menacing humanoids, and I had been researching searching since 2004. I already knew a bit about the jinn from earlier research in demonology. 
I, I noticed that many cases of persistent negative hauntings involved shadow people, so I began probing for their true identity. I discovered that many shadow people experiences, experiencers are also ET experiencers, especially abductees. Because now it's getting, I, I know. I wow, know. that I sounds know. divergent. Uh-huh. Through a long process, I concluded that shadow people are a shape-shifted form taken by the jinn. Therefore, there is a profound connection between jinn and bad hauntings and ET abductions. Furthermore, the footprints of the jinn are evident throughout our mythologies about ancient aliens and gods. The picture that emerged is of a major jinn involvement in all of our entity contact experiences throughout history. I don't know what to think so far. It's no. interesting anyway. Although other cultures have developed a variety of jinn stories, Americans have not. Have you speculated on the reason for this? This is the question, asker. Uh, the answer, most of the bedrock non-Native American folklore in America was imported by the early immigrants who were primarily European, English, Scot, and Irish. Most of the jinn lore comes out of the Middle East and never penetrated into popular culture beyond stories of genies in bottles, who are never co connected with their namesake, the jinn. Hmm. Next question. As I look through your book and website, the jinn typo typology reminds me a lot of the medieval angel typologies. Do they have common origins? No. In early Arabian lore, the jinn originated out of the winds. The Quran says they were created by Allah out of smokeless fire and the angels out of pure spiritual light. We perceived angels, jinn, fairies, demons, ETs, and even Bigfoot as having human-like hierarchies and social structures, but whether they really do or this is a human projection is not certain. I would agree with that. I, th I think as humans, we project a lot of our behavior onto things. Agreed. I agree. Yep. So one thing I notice about the jinn, again, the question, as you described, is that they appear to be highly adept shapeshifters. In that case, can we actually recognize an entity like this in our midst? Supposedly, there are giveaway signs. In old jinn lore, they could not duplicate 100% of a human body, and usually their animal-like hairy legs and feet give them away. Well, hell, then maybe I'm a jinn. <laughs> Uh, I have speculated that shadow people wear hats and cowls to cover up per imperfect heads. I've seen that up in my room. Hmm. Some experiences say the eyes of the human-shaped jinn will shift to odd colors or a reptilian appearance. I believe the jinn and other shapeshifters are among us every day, and we never know unless we have certain experiences with them. I mean, it makes me wonder if the couple of times that I've seen a really, I saw the, the I saw a shadow person. Uh, I don't know if they had hairy legs, but they had a hood. I didn't even think about this till now. I couldn't see their, now I'm getting the chills. I couldn't see the face because it was just a very tall shadow walking towards me. It looked like they had a hoodie or a hood be, up over their head. Right. Uh, everything was black and they were there and then they were not, they just. And this was broad daylight. Yeah, it was, uh. Uh, yeah, I was going to say dusk. Not, it was um, sun, not quite sunrise yet, but it was lighter than dark. <laughs> the sun just hadn't quite come up yet. Wow. Uh, and I was working. See, that's what's strange to me is the way they're describing these jinn as if they're like normal humanoids out in public. Like Agreed. You, you can see one at the mall. Agreed. Well, but I have wondered if we see 
ghosts or whatever. If we see things more than we realize, it's just that perhaps some people are more attuned to the fact that there's something different about it. Right. I do wonder if, if we, we are there among us. All right, since they apparently have a parallel universe, what motivates the jinn to be among us? Why should they bother? The answer is, according to lore, the jinn, the jinn were here first and were pushed out by or for us, and some of them are still angry about it and want the place back. Their motives include curiosity, infatuation, obsessive obsession, playfulness, trickiness, hostility, and malevolence. Some people feel the jinn are benevolent and helpful, but if they are... It is always for a price. People have a tendency to think that other entities are like cut out cookies and that they're all the same. The jinn, as well as other beings, are varied like humans. Neither are all good and or nor all bad, and they have unique personalities. So, next question or statement. As you've collected these stories for your book, did anything surprise or disturb you? The jinn have a long-standing, deeply embedded and hidden presence among us, far greater than I anticipated in the early stages of my research. We see only the tip of the iceberg. Also, their interference in human affairs is extensive as well. We are influenced and manipulated, some more than others. Is that what's going on with this country? <laughs> the jinns are taking over? So it says that Rosemary's book offers a wealth of lore about these unique and disturbing creatures, and to my mind, they seem like trickster spirits. If we consider our narratives about alien creatures as psychological projections, the jinns seem to represent the trickster aspect of our universal psyche, hmm. i.e. the chaos and unpredictability that often challenges and scares us. I'm not going to read the, the very end of this, so I'm just going to say, okay, first of all, I'm I'm tempted to get this book because I do, I'm curious to read more of what this person has to say about them. Right. Uh, well, that was interesting. That last part was interesting to me that they're saying that abductions and all that are psychological projections or, or something that's going on in the head, right? If we consider our narrative about it. aliens, creatures as psychological projections, the jinn seems to represent the trickster right, so the aspect jinn, of the, our universal the psyche. The jinn is, is creating these things or getting in our heads or something like so that? So in other words, the person maybe doesn't necessarily believe it, and maybe at the end they are saying, oh, yeah, you're probably just projecting it's whatever's going on in your psyche. Maybe. Maybe, hmm. right? I don't know. I don't know. That, was, that got really weird there at the end. I know that I've seen some pretty bizarre things like the shadow person that I've spoken of before and I know what I saw I know that this thing was walking towards me and I know that then it disappeared and so I firmly believe that there are some things that 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 I can't explain obviously again if you've been listening long enough you know that I am now a believer a believer in what I don't know yet <laughs> But there's something. There's something. There's something. There's something that cannot be explained. Yes. Through regular channels right now. Yes, and I definitely uh, safely and carefully want us to keep exploring. <laughs> All right, you guys. You can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Snack a Little, and just take a look at what we're posting. Usually on the Facebook wall. Uh, right. You can also. Give us a call on the dedicated listener line, and the number is 909-572-0278. Give us a call. Let us know what you what concoctions you've made out of ramen. <laughs> yes. And uh, what you think about the Supreme Court decision. That Do you think 
Do you think it was wrong? Do you think that everyone else, all the taxpayers, should be contributing their money to the government so the government can redistribute it to people who volunteered to And uh, be get, honest, get if you loan. still owe for your student loan, were you thinking that would be hey, pretty nice to have that paid now. off? Or were you like, no, no, I'm paying it myself, damn it. We want to know, and I promise I won't shame you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> or is that being toxic, toxically positive if I don't shame them? I think <laughs> I'm so. <not> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Call us and tell us what you think. And of course, come on back. <laughs>